Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with the retired spy, J.J. Brun. Known as Operative 431, he is a seasoned veteran of the intelligence branch of the Canadian Armed Forces. He served with distinction as a contact handler in places like Bosnia. Years in the discreet world of human intelligence and counter-human intelligence have driven his desire to understand human behavior's intricacies and pass on the complex notion of interpersonal communication. Although retired from active duty, he realized much of what he learned could be utilized in the civilian world. We cover all of this and more. Enjoy. We're going to dive into your good stuff and your life as the retired spy. And I want to know first and foremost, how did you get through the last three and a half years? How did you survive the pandemic and how did oh. it change you? Wow. Um, COVID. It, it was stressful. Um, being a, a sole entrepreneur, um, I had 20 years in the military, but I, I'm on my 25th year um, with our company, uh, leading our company. So I had already transited towards a uh, virtual uh, platform, as in um, helping people to gain their accreditation in one of the psychometric assessment tools that I specialize in. And there was also uh, an opportunity that showed up with the Ottawa University. And they were looking for somebody to facilitate virtually uh, their program, uh, influencing and leading others. And I took on that challenge because uh, I wasn't refusing any work uh, back then. And um, I converted it into a behavioral base, influencing and leading others. And now it's one of their uh, most popular course. And um, I run about 10 courses a year at the Ottawa University. And out of that, um, they have more success virtually than uh, in person so 75 percent of all the courses are done through this platform yeah uh so it helped in day to day uh i just focused on day to day it was just too much um the media the um you're you're with us or you're against us uh the jab and not the jab uh and it became it became really hard uh just to have your own what to share your own belief on this yeah. so i just stayed you know very put now i didn't i didn't suffer so much during COVID in regards to business wise uh because we we, ge we generated um, the same amount of business volume because we had less expenses uh where all the traveling i uh, didn't need to do and we just converted everything towards a virtual uh, it's almost like in Canada, we had to learn when I was growing up in Canada, we had to learn the imperial system and then the metric system. We were that generation that had to learn both the feet and the, and the centimeters. And it's almost that uh, COVID, we're now in that era that we need to be able to do both uh, in person and uh, a virtual. So it catapulted our business model towards uh, servicing people more on a virtual platform so um it didn't hurt us uh, but it was stressful just to uh, all the the negativity and the um the media uh really uh, played a big game of you just had to shut it out and and just focus on what's the next right thing to do so i love i love the way i love the way that you describe that that's wonderful um so let me ask you this I want to boil down exactly what you do for a living. So if I put you in front of a bunch of third graders 
third graders. Oh. Yeah. And, and it's career day. And one of them looks up and says, what do you do for a living? How would you answer them? Okay. You have to simplify that. Uh, third graders. Um, I help people discover their preferences and help them pick a career path for their life. It's what I call decoding human capital, but I wouldn't necessarily say that to a, that, that, that yeah. group. But it's, it's discerning. I've always uh, questioned uh, myself uh, growing up. Um, I come from a small village, uh, an entrepreneurial background. And um, I just remember a lot of family members and your friends, your colleagues, your uncles, your aunts. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do when you graduate high school? Yeah. I was a cluistic, right? like one without a clue. I don't know. Um, and I've always, it sure would have been nice if I, I actually knew my strengths, as in my gifts, if you wish. Uh, and then somebody would guide me towards, well, based on those gifts, yeah. uh, here are some vocational directions for you to consider. That would have been helpful yeah. uh, for me. So who's been a hero for you? Who's been kind of an inspiration in your life? Inspiration uh, in my life. Well, hmm. it's more than one person. Well, you know, you. I think everyone would use a family member like dad. Um, dad is a role model. Dad's an entrepreneur, um, self-made millionaire. I did not know that at the time. Um, um, but it's um, his work ethics. So it's a, it was a big influence. Like he would leave, you know, seven o'clock in the morning and come back seven o'clock at night. And I just saw that as, as very normal. And you just got to put the work. Dad always said that you've never been in, you've never been in business, son, until you had a payroll. So, uh, and then I discovered that a little bit later. Uh, oh, what a payroll is. And, uh, so he, he was very influential. He passed away a few, a few years ago, definitely. Um, then they would say Dr. Robert Rome from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, definitely a big influence, uh, in my life in regards to, um, a spiritual walk also in regards to, uh, how to make a difference in, in people's lives. So those would be the main two, uh, that comes to mind right now. What's been the best advice you've ever gotten? The best advice I've ever gotten? Oh, your questions are thought provoking. Uh, you have to stop and think. That's good. <laughs> Normally, I'm the one that asks the questions. That's right. <laughs> Gosh, as a interrogator, the I'm like, tables have turned. I don't like this, uh, <laughs> Joe. Uh, <laughs> what was the question again? The question is what's been some of the best advice that you've ever gotten? The best advice I've ever gotten. The best advice I've ever gotten. S stay true to yourself. Yeah. Stay true to yourself. Don't try to be who, who you're not. Just, just, just stay the course and just be true to yourself. Um, when you know your strengths, when you know your limitations and you stay true to the core, your core beliefs. Um, oh, just reminded me. Um, Dr. Rome once said, when you, uh, when you tell the truth, you never have to remember what you said. Yes. And sure. because of my background of in, in the military, military intelligence and people not being so, um, 
truthful. Uh, when you have to lie, and then you have to remember on the lie and build on the lie, and, and it, it becomes really, really hard to remember what you've said. So that was very insightful, as in when you tell the truth, you never have to worry about what you've said in the past. So absolutely what I would I'm changing my answer. That's what I'm going to. That's fine. I like it. I love it. We can do that. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, someone that you admire or that's inspirational, who would you love to meet and talk to? Where do you come up with these questions? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> We got very thick air in Kansas City. <laughs> it's but as you see, those are not the questions you would have like over coffee with someone um, on a first date or something. Like right. That. Well, you could. You would get to the marrow real quick. You know what'd be cool? I'm I'm not saying this would ever happen or but it 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 sure would be cool. Uh, I'm known as as JJ, the retired spy, and it's one of the oldest profession out there, right? These are the prostitution, selling, and the spies. It's one of the oldest profession. Way back, way back, uh, when Moses sent the spies into the land, I would have been one of them. Yeah. Hopefully, I would have been one that had some good news. Yeah. But it, it would have been interesting, uh, not to say that I would want to live in that era because yeah. today is a little more comfortable and I'm going to be stoned to death. Um, but it kind of, it, it, it would be cool. It would be cool to, 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 to be underneath that membership or that mentorship uh, and uh, to be sent out to cast out and then to come back and report. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Moses with the big stick. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So let me ask you this. As is obviously a man of motivation, you've done a lot with your life. What is your daily motivation to wake up, to do the work that you do, and, and to be who you are every day and to and accomplish what you want yeah. to get done? Oh, it's just making a difference in people's lives. Um I have two operational tours, and I've discerned there's four levels of awareness that you're going to come across in life. Everyone goes through environmental awareness. Uh, that's a moment in time where you discover, experience something new. Uh, and from there, you'll move into situational awareness, uh, which is uh, a moment in time where you get to apply what you've discovered and experienced. So when I went to spy school, I learned to becoming a contact handler. Well, that's, that's environmental awareness. But then I deployed over to Bosnia. Uh, that situational awareness is where I get to apply what I've learned. You don't, you're not going to thrive unless you have a, the third one, which is self-awareness, having a strong sense of self. So how you can protect yourself from yourself in times of need. But the most important aspect after that, and that's where I'm leaning towards, this is where I'm at right now is, is legacy awareness, where uh, I would define that as everything that you've invested in your life outlives your life. So. Um, 20 years in the military, 25 years in business. I'm now at the point where it's all about legacy. It's about making a difference in people's lives and seeding into. Um, I shared a talk not too long ago on a, um, a methodology or not methodology, a, the parable, the parable of the pencil. I don't know if you've, if Joe, if you've ever heard about the parable of the pencil, there's, have you heard about it? I've heard about it before. Yes. Yeah. So 
and the, it, it says that there's five things to, to remember, right? In regards to before you can be usable as a pencil, you must first be willing to be placed into somebody else's hand. You can't be teachable. You can't be usable. Um, you're going to go through some sharpening in your life as a pencil. It's going to hurt you. Well, we all go through some character building moments, uh, but we're going to be better because of the character building moments. There's an eraser at the end. Why? Well, because you've got the right to start over with the information you have today. As in, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to you know, dust yourself off and, and off you go. The true core values found on the inside is not on the outside. It's not your shape. It's not your size. It's not the color of your skin. It's what's in found inside of you that is your true core value. But the most important part of that pencil is that it was designed, created, invented for one thing and one thing only, and that's to leave its mark on every surface it comes in contact with. So that, for me, making a difference, leaving your mark, uh, it's day by day, like leaving my mark with my wife, leaving my mark with my son, my daughter, uh, colleagues and friends, make a difference in people's lives. So the more that I can seed into their lives, the more it adds value to mine. So when I get up in the morning, it's just, it's more about, you know, what's the next right thing to do? Um, and, and then just, just press on and, and move forward, uh, making a difference. So, you know, Hollywood's romanticized the idea of spies. It's been in yeah. novels and it's been everywhere. It's glamorized, but there's a reality to it. You know, it, yeah. what is the one thing about the profession that maybe people don't realize that, um, just is overlooked. That's not shown in movies and books. It's not what you see in the movies. It's 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 just not um, timelines that the movies provide is 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 fiction. Is it's not real. Um, they never have a, a, an issue crossing the border. <laughs> um, so um, it's it's always fascinated people. It's cool. It's sexy and it's it's exclusive. But it doesn't have that so much of that glamour. Um, those who are working within the intelligence community. Um, they don't go through high school and one day I'm going to be a retired spy. They, they, it's not something that of a career path that they go. You become an intelligence officer, an intelligence operator. You work within the intelligence community, the field. There's many different collecting platforms. So there's many specializations. So signals intelligence, we can listen to your conversations and imagery intelligence. Oh, well, yeah, we can analyze photography. I specialize in a field of human intelligence. Uh, where my claim to fame was to being the first one selected for the role of a contact handler. Uh, you go to spy school, you get to learn the craft, but that's to mean that you're going to be good at it. Uh, you also have to be really good at understanding human dynamics, as in understanding people's tendencies, their people's preferences. And if you don't have a model of reference, you will often find yourself at a disadvantage in the spy business or in business itself or in your personal life. So a lot of what you're seeing in Hollywood is a lot of the cool, cool kits, cool gadgets. Uh, it's cool, it's sexy, and it's exclusive. Um, but it's really about your ability to build relationships um, with people and, and having that uh, human dynamics. Um, so what we see, it's entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Does it exist, some of that technology? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's just not necessarily well-known within uh, 
the local population. But it's it's there. Like and 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 today, Google is listening to us right now. Yeah. Right. So if you have your so you know it's just a different collecting platform. Back then we didn't have LinkedIn. I can do profile search now. I can go on LinkedIn and and and, and if I'm interesting interested in a certain individual and start cultivating that source or people around that person to to so it, it's a great contacting tools. Uh, but that did not exist back then. Back then, it was your ability to connect with people and then network by design and not by chance or connect with people across cultures. So the human dynamics is what's missing because you should go to school to learn um, how to better understand people and understand their needs. Uh, when you're decoding one's preferred communication style, how would you go about doing that? They don't teach this. Well, you know, there's there's the two Ps. There's always a page perspective and there's always a priority perspective. And those strategies that I teach will provide people an opportunity to discern their preferred communication style. And then you can communicate say the same thing in four different ways. So you can be you know, firm, or you can be fun, you can be friendly, or you can be factual when connecting or when sharing information with people. So it's the human dynamics that's missing in the movies in regards to... Uh, they have their natural abilities. They're naturally good at this. Uh, for me, it was a learned skill. It's not something that I was you know, wired for. Yeah. I was more because I'm very task oriented. And now I'm going to be sent over to Bosnia and to build uh, or I'm going to be evaluated by my ability to build relationships with people, to care about people. What's that all about? You know, when you're not wired that way. But it's it's learnable. It's a learnable skills. You can learn how to connect with people by discerning their preferred communication style. Because once you start asking questions, the questions will lead to a conversation, and the conversation will then lead to establishing and maintaining rapport, which is the highest state of relatability. And when you hit that rapport state, oh my gosh, they flip. They start wearing the Team USA jersey, yeah. and then they become your informant. So of all of the things that you've done, the incredible things that you've done and seen in your life, what are you the proudest of? Uh, my kids. Um, I had a fight uh, with dad when, and I left university. So at a very young age, um, I left home for the wrong reasons. Um, I didn't understand what dad was going through. But uh, I was, what, 19 or 20? And I had a fight with dad, left left university and joined the military. It was time to be told what to do. And that just doesn't make any sense. Then you join the military. Yeah. Uh, but my my son left when he was 25, when he was ready to leave. And my daughter left when she was 25, when she was ready to leave. So um, there's a saying in the speaking lane, in the speaking industry, your mess is your message. Your mess is your message. And then from that, I'll say, well, okay, what character building moments have you gone through? What have you learned? How could you make it different? So I would say that would be one of the things that, um, yeah, that I'm proud of. As in, when they left home, they, they know that they always have a home. When they come in, it's like they've never left. They just, they just take over the house. And then I can't wait for them to leave. <laughs> um, but it's it's that it's that um, it's that family. We went to Cancun uh, last summer, two summers ago. Last summer we went to Cancun as a family. Well, all three couples they get, well, are, are good all by themselves. Uh, the the two actually work well, and all six of us together uh, interact well. 
Um, so we have great communication skill sets and, um, we, we celebrate our differences versus tolerate our differences. Um, so it made a big difference in regards to how we relate and communicate. And what was it a month ago? My son for his 30th birthday wanted to go for a father and son trip. Um, I don't know what, the, whatever the week was where it's, um, it was father and son day or something like that. As yeah. in it's, so that week we were, we, uh, we were leaving to uh, go to Berlin. He wanted to go see, uh, he wanted to spend a week for his 30th birthday. He wanted a, a father and son trip and he picked Germany or Berlin. So we went to spend the seven days together in Berlin. So that's the type of relationship that, okay, that, uh, I didn't have with my dad. Uh, that I'm, I'm proud of. Yeah. So everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you're in control of it. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Uh, I'm just, I'm just a, there's not, there's nothing special. Um, my perception of me. Hmm. I, I'm I, I'm just a, a normal Canadian Christian, just looking to do the next right thing. Excellent. If anyone wants to reach out, learn more about you, what you're doing, your business, hire you. How do they go about that? Where's the best place to go? The one place to go is to the website, theretiredspy.com. You find everything that you are looking for. There's even some complimentary free uh, online training on uh, how to master the art of interpersonal skills. Wonderful. So, yeah. J JJ, thank you so much. You, I, I appreciate your, your candor, your openness, and, and, and getting grilled a little bit. So <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> My pleasure, Joe. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Yeah.